there's an endless amount of inspiration. Well, what I'm hearing you say is if you don't shut yourself off to it, like if you don't create a limitation. Right. And then I think, you know, what corporate taught me is how to execute. You know, so often we have these ideas in life and what I think happens is if we don't go with that idea, somebody else picks it up. I'm sure we've all had that experience where we had this really cool idea. And then a couple of years later, you see somebody launch it and you're like, oh my gosh, that was my idea. But if you don't execute, then somebody else is going to go for it. So that is an important part of it. And just taking step after step after step. Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I am your host, Patty Lennon, and today I have a special guest. Katie Fink is with me, and Katie is a new friend. So I met her through a networking group, and I immediately, her picture just had that little glow around it that you know those little earth angels always have. So I'm going to read you her formal bio, but I'll just tell you that was my initial feeling about Katie, and I think you're going to get the same feeling from her. So Katie is the founder and CEO of the recently launched mindbodysoulmarket.com. And let me tell you something. As soon as I saw her bio heading into this networking group that we were in, I went right to the market and I was like, oh my God, this is everything I love. So if you're like me and you have addictions to like spiritual tools and stuff, go check it out. Well, don't go check it out yet don't go check it out yet. We're going to put this in the link in the show notes. Listen to the interview first. So the market is an online marketplace with products, classes, and services from exceptional vendors to empower the collective on our wellness and spiritual journeys. As a retail tech expert with two decades of experience at a Fortune 100 retailer, Katie has learned career success and a picture-perfect life don't always translate into a thriving soul. Raising hand, me too. Katie has found her way back to wholeness with the support of wonderful teachers, and now her purpose is to support others to awaken the divine within themselves, turn their mess into their magic, and glow in their full luminosity. Welcome, Katie. Oh my gosh, Patty. Thank you so much for having me. It is such a gift to have met you and to get to experience your light in the world. Oh, thank you. All right. So let's talk a little bit about how you got here because I bet there's people listening at home. They're like, I love insert, you know, spiritual products, things that have helped me transform. And I would love to turn that into a business or understand how you made that shift. So you can jump into the storyline wherever you think is appropriate, whether it's at Fortune 100 company you worked for or where you are now. But Tell us a little bit about how you got here. Great question. And for me, 
I always was a dabbler in this space from even childhood. I was making potions in my backyard and throughout the years sort of pushed down my magic, my own intuition, my own inner voice in many parts of my life. I always heard my inner voice, but there were parts of my life where I really wasn't following my inner voice. And the shift for me really started when I started following that voice inside of me. So instead of just listening and hearing it, I started to action on some of the ideas that were coming to my mind. I was always an ideas person, so it was easy to come up with ideas. But then I would have the self-talk come in and really talk myself down. And that voice of, who am I to do this big, glorious thing would come in. And through a lot of my own work in this beautiful community of spiritual leaders, and guides that I've had access to, I just started gaining more and more confidence in my own voice. And through that, I got braver. And there's this great Glennon Doyle quote, the braver we are, the luckier we get. And I just started living by that quote. I heard it in one of her books. I can't remember which one it was. But That quote just stuck with me and I started being braver, listening to my inner voice and day by day, I got better at it. And now I'm at the point where I would say I'm pretty much 99% listening and following my inner voice. I would imagine that a lot of people listening would love to get to those numbers, right? 99%, (laughs) probably even 50%. Totally. But I think for a lot of people, something happens where they start following that and Mm. something doesn't work out right away the way that they want it to. Do you have any stories like that that you can share that where maybe the final finish line really was beautiful, but there were some places along the way where you had to keep faith and that that bravery need to keep you going? Sure. Many, many of those moments in my life, two come to mind. One is a bit more personal, and then one is more related to my corporate experience. So I'll start with the personal one. When it wasn't that long ago, maybe six years ago now, I was laying in my bed in a home that my husband at the time and I had just purchased. I was getting numb in my hands and my feet. I had chronic low back pain. My body was sending me signal after signal that it was not working. It wasn't healthy. It wasn't functioning. And I can see it a little more clearly now to speak about. But during that time, my body was signaling to me because I wasn't following my intuition. And I was developing these chronic symptoms, these little flags saying, wake up, Katie, wake up. Something is not right. And what wasn't right in my life at that time is the home I was in was falling apart. My family was falling apart. My husband at the time was struggling deeply with addiction. My son was going through 
chronic health crisis of his own. He was just a little guy. So things were just falling apart. And in that phase, I got out on the ground on the land that we lived on and I just prayed. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I said, this on the outside, everything looked good. You know, people saw this happy family, but on the inside, it was really crumbling down. And some of the things were hard to talk about when you showed up at your corporate job and you're talking at the water cooler and they just weren't topics you could so easily share vulnerably in the settings that I was in. And so through the prayer, I felt just a sense of peace come over me in that moment. And then afterwards, maybe a day later, I got an email in my inbox about this local women's circle that was forming. And that was a really huge pathway to my own healing. And when I would start to go to this circle, everybody would sit on the floor. I couldn't sit on the floor. I, you know, I'm this 30 something year old. I had to sit in a chair in the circle, which was a little humiliating because my body was so broken, I just couldn't sit on the floor. And now, you know, I go back to that temple space and I sit on the floor. I'm able to shine my light. I'm able to hold space for the women who were where I was not that long ago. So that's one story. And then I would say in my corporate life, The other story that comes to mind is when you have those moments of clarity where just somebody shares a little tidbit and you're like, oh my, something's got to shift in my life. I had one of those moments probably about a year before I left corporate America and a mentor of mine was talking to me and he was explaining corporate culture and he said, you know, Katie, you have to fit in a box and he's using his hands and he's showing me the picture of a box. And he says, each level you go up, the box gets smaller and the box gets smaller and the box gets smaller. And it was just this instant moment of clarity for me where I understood for the first time why I was feeling smaller. Every time I grew and got a bigger title I felt like a smaller version of myself. And it was just this big aha moment for me that I realized, wow, something has to shift in my life because I don't want to squeeze myself into a box anymore. And I really felt that I was compromising my own integrity for acceptance. And to be accepted, I had to make myself small. And so for me, that was a big turning point as well. It didn't, you know, leave right that moment, but it was that moment where I knew deep inside of me that my path was going to change. And how was that journey for you? Like, how did you leave? I left corporate banking And that's a big question I get. So I know the audience wants to understand, you know, there's a portion of them that are in that space that have, they're employed and they want to be out doing something that has, that's more freedom based. How did that journey work for you? The journey for me, a few things. One, I started 
building out my body soul market while I was working in corporate. I want it to be really above board with the process I was taking. And I made sure to only work on weekends. And I went to our head of risk and compliance at the head at the company I worked for and said, Hey, I'm doing this on the side. I need you to know about it. I want to do it in a way that feels ethical in my integrity and that is going to be received appropriately. So that was my approach. Doesn't have to be everybody's approach, but that was a way I could stay in my integrity and feel good about what I was doing. It wasn't competitive to the space that I was in. So that helped as well. And I didn't know what the future would hold as I started building it. I just had this inner guidance. Ironically, on that same temple floor, the idea for mind, body, soul market came to me. And I knew that we were entering this era of collaboration. And part of my soul path was to bring people together and to create a trusted space where we could converse, have open conversations, have uncensored conversations, learn, expand, and grow together. And so I started working on the project and it was slow because I was working full time. I was a single parent at that point of two young kids. And I was in a time of healing in my life too. So there were a few different things going on. I built out the marketplace. We launched the marketplace in April of this year. And then it just over the months that followed, about three months that followed, I realized that it was hard to use my voice in my new business and be in integrity in in the company that I was working for. So there did become a tipping point. And for me, it was really about choosing my integrity. And for those people in my life that walk this journey with me, there were a lot of sleepless nights. There was a lot of angst. I had a really lovely income and it was scary to walk away from that, especially as a single parent supporting my children, wanting all the best things for them. And my friends that were entrepreneurs would say to me, oh my gosh, Katie, you'll make all that money times 10 and more. And But trusting the goddess and trusting the universe was hard. And so I'm on the other side of it in many ways. And my life has expanded in a way that I can't even describe. I feel that in the months since I've left corporate, it's been like years of living. And for me, I know this is the path that's right for me and my family to work in a more flexible and fluid environment where I control my own destiny, how I show up, how I shine my light, how big I want to expand to. And it's not all cupcakes and unicorns every day either. There's certainly challenges that come with being an entrepreneur. A friend told me recently that entrepreneurship is a spiritual journey, and I couldn't agree more. Have you had that experience too, Patty? Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> years ago, now, years ago, I can't believe I can even say that, when I was a business coach, 
I would tell people learning how to sell is your soul learning to say, I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. And learning how to market is your soul learning to raise its hand and say, here I am. Mm-hmm. And most of the time when those things, which are usually at the heart of the spiritual part of entrepreneurship, when those you know hang us up, it's not because of a business scale lacking. It's because there's a past life or a current life wounding that's in the process of healing. So yes, and I'm still on it. I mean, to this day, I could market anyone's business and sell anyone's business. And it doesn't mean it's always going to be that easy for me, right? Because you can have the business skill and still be in the soul evolution. So poof. Yes, I do. I love what you're saying. I wish I was could say I was the same way when I left my corporate job, but you were to me it sounds like staying in our path of integrity is what kept you going where and you did mention the money, but it doesn't sound like that ended up being a deciding factor for you, where I think it is for a lot of people. And I admire that so much about you. I think because money does get in the way of people taking chances, whether it's corporate to entrepreneurship or it's pursuing a spiritual learning path or it's whatever, there's usually a safety factor Mm -hmm. and money a lot of times is attached to that. So what advice would you have for someone listening that maybe can't even get to what that big vision is or is struggling to see a bigger horizon for themselves? Like what do you have advice? Hmm. And before I dive into that question too, I would just suggest on money because I have to remind myself of this sometimes too, because it is scary making a big financial change And what I've reminded myself of is money is energy. We are energetic beings and so is money. And so we put so much pressure on this topic of money and we create it to be something in our minds that in some ways is bigger than what it is. And money is meant to move. Money is energy. It's meant to move. It's meant to flow. It's meant to change hands. And when I think about that, it does help me in realizing that an interesting thing that as I've been meditating in this part of my journey, the mantra that keeps coming is raise your vibration and all else will flow. And I think it's very connected to abundance And as we raise our own vibrations, we attract more abundance into our lives. And abundance isn't always money. It's not always financial. It can be in love and freedom and passion and purpose and and in money too. So I just add that little bit on money. But it is scary. And sometimes I can slip into that mindset of being fearful around it and have to do my own work on resetting as to how I got there. But back to your question. So I'm actually coaching a friend through this right now. And it's been really fun. And she is looking to exit her corporate 
job and is looking for a different kind of lifestyle on the other side, but she doesn't know what she wants to do. And so we've been having a lot of fun exploring that. And really what it all comes down to is what do you love? What lights you up? And then trying to figure out, okay, is that something that I can make money off of? So we did some work around what lights her up. She had a whole list. And then we started dissecting that list and saying, okay, these things light you up. What can become a business? And it's really fascinating, even just today something presented itself to this friend of mine. And it was so cool to see that once we give ourselves that permission to see a different future, then the universe lines things up for us and just lands it in our lap. Maybe that would have landed in her lap previously, but it might've just passed her by. But she's consciously said, hey, I want to make this shift. I'm putting out the signal, the little transmitters are going up and it's working and it's so cool to watch. So I would say to anybody who's not sure, just find something you're passionate about and you don't, you can start small. You know, if you love to, I have another friend who makes these really cool knitted bags and there are these big chunky yarn And she just started and she just made one and she made another. And then people said, wow, that's really cool. And now she has a whole business around these chunky knitted bags, which are really cool and not something that you're seeing out there in, in a large way. So it's unique too. I love that. I don't know why this just popped into my head, but I don't know if you remember this, where there was like about, I want to say a full year, and this was pre-TikTok, where people were making bags out of duct tape. And like that was like a big thing, was like these duct tape bags. I think my daughter just happened to be at the age where this was like something she was really interested in. And I remember thinking like, my God, someone was like holding a roll of duct tape. And all of a sudden was like, yeah, I'm going to make a pocketbook. And do we even use that word anymore, pocketbook? (laughs) There's an endless amount of inspiration. Well, what I'm hearing you say is if you don't shut yourself off to it, like if you don't create a limitation. Right. And then I think, you know, what corporate taught me is how to execute. You know, so often we have these ideas in life and what I think happens is if we don't go with that idea, somebody else picks it up. I'm sure we've all had that experience where we had this really cool idea. And then a couple of years later, you see somebody launch it and you're like, oh my gosh, that was my idea. But if you don't execute, then somebody else is going to go for it. So that is an important part of it. And just taking step after step after step. And then also reminding yourself, I'm part of a female mastermind. And in this mastermind, we just had our recap session where they went through our Q1, Q2, and Q3. I think we did Q3 too, goals. And I was looking at mine and in, sometimes in this entrepreneurial journey, you think, 
wow, I'm like, I'm not moving at the pace I want. I had executed every single one of my goals. And it was so cool to have somebody reflect that back to me because it's just, you know, they can be the big, big goals that you have for the future and you can have smaller goals to get you there too. And if every day you just start taking a few steps towards your goals, all of a sudden you've built a website, you have partners, you have customers, you're on Instagram and TikTok and Pinterest and all these things have happened. You know, that's so interesting you brought that up because the message I got all day today for myself, yeah, I was just feeling in a state of overwhelm would be the wrong word, but it was this sense that there was this potential that I haven't yet met and a mm-hmm. frustration of not being able to move as quickly as I can feel oh, yes. the future calling me. Yes. And to the point where it was not a good thing, right? It was definitely like a negative experience. And I was talking to my guides and they're like, you have to stop and you have to take um, stock of everything you've done already. Mm-hmm. You stop looking forward and take stock. And um, I think that's such a important reminder, Katie, because it's something we do not do, right? Especially the majority of people listening are women. And I do think we tend to be a little bit, we lean in this direction a bit more of like just moving forward, moving forward and not really patting ourselves on the back. I think men are just socialized a bit stronger to do that than we are. So I love that you brought that up because for me personally, it was just like another like sign, like we told you this, like here you are, here it is. It's um, giving it to you again. They're coming through me too. And you know, what was beautiful is I didn't do that on my own. Somebody needed to reflect it back to me for me to hear and understand the importance of taking that time. And now because of that moment, it's something I've incorporated into my business and something I'm, this will come out after, but on the October 14th, we're doing a team day. And as part of the team day, I've done this for my team as well to be able to share out to them like, Hey guys, look at all we have accomplished. And there's still lots so much that we want to do in creating this mystical lifestyle brand. And we've done a lot together and it's really beautiful. And I want to take that moment to acknowledge and celebrate it with them. And so grateful that somebody did it for me to teach me the lesson of, wow, okay, it is worthwhile exercise to do that. Yes. I'm curious because you said, Someone, you know, other people did that for you, but you've also talked about intuition and and getting messages. And do you talk to your spirit guides? Like, you know, this is always a point of curiosity, I know, for people listening here. Because that's rule number four of the receiving method is learn your language. Like, how do you talk to spirit? So can you tell us a little bit about yours? Mm. So it's interesting because this has been a part of my day is we just launched on Instagram a subscriptions 
And in that section, I am sort of letting my fullness shine. And I've done some channeling on our subscriptions, which I was on a walk with a friend this morning and I was telling her about this and I had her watch one of them. And I said, do you think it's too much for the general population? You know, is this going to you know, I have people, a lot of corporate people who are following the journey and, you know, they already, I think, are mystified by this move. And she watched it and she was like, oh my gosh, yes, like, please, this is what you need to do. This is part of your medicine, Katie. And so hearing you ask the question too today, I'm getting the signs in many forms that I need to be more open about myself as a channel. And we are all channels. This is not something that just you can do, just I can do. Every single person can do it. We all have this superpower and it's just about turning it on and learning how we receive best for me. I'm very visual. So when I go into the Kashuk records or even in day-to-day conversation, I will see things in my field. I used to be just with eyes closed and now I can start to see not all the time, but sometimes with my eyes open and you know, to the side of your face, I'll start to get a visual of something. And what I've learned is the more that I can share with the other person I'm communicating with about that, some really beautiful and magical shifts happen. In a class, I was doing a reading for somebody that I had never met before. And I really don't talk about this part of my life so much publicly. And as I was doing this for her, I saw her at somebody's bedside and I saw her holding somebody's hand and, you know, thinking, oh my gosh, I can't like tell this stranger about what I'm seeing. And it was earlier on as I was learning and I start to tell her and I go through what I'm seeing and she tells me, that she is just about to make a big decision if she should go and work as part of a support team in a a nursing home facility. And what was so beautiful is I was able to give her that clarity from what I was seeing, because that's where I was seeing her. And when we open ourselves up to it, we can really create a beautiful gift for somebody else we just sometimes have to get over ourselves because we get in our own way and we get in our own heads. And now as I share more and more when when the visuals come to me, they're always relevant and always helpful. And so far I haven't had an experience where it hasn't been hugely beneficial, but still I sometimes have that moment of like, should I go there? Should I say what I'm seeing? So that's one way that I connect. Uh, Animals and numbers have always been really great methods of communication for me. 
automatic writing is a great strategy for when I'm really stuck on something, I'll just write a question and automatically write and see what comes through. Tell me for you, how do you connect with your guides? Well, you know, now, because it was a, a black and white time for me, meaning the time corporate, I was I had no access to my gifts and then they kind of turned on. So in the beginning, it was different. But now it really is my primary gift that I work with is claircognizance. I ask the question and then all of a sudden the answer is in my mind already. Cool. But, you know, like I was talking about today being sort of that day where I was a bit unnerved or frustrated, whatever you want to call it, I will use pen and paper then. Like that, yeah. you know, because that's when my mind starts getting in the mix. So having the paper to like not let it kind of jump in or to be able to discern when I'm getting like mental noise versus like flow of pen and spirit. Totally. Yeah. So we're almost out of time. So I want to, you mentioned channeling on your Instagram account. So I'm sure there's people that are curious, which we're recording this episode, like probably a good solid six or seven weeks before you're going to be listening to this. Those of you who are listening. So Things may have shifted, but where can they find you on Instagram, Katie? Sure. So you can find us at Mind Body Soul Market is our main Instagram. We are going to be launching our own podcast too. It's called Living a Mystical Life. So we have that handle as well, but it's just a little baby. And I'm sure we'll be sharing some teasers there too. And definitely going to be inviting Patty to join the magic. And those are the two main places on Instagram that you can find us. We're, we're learning about TikTok and Pinterest and YouTube and all the channels. No, I've never I've been a Facebooker, so we don't have a, much of a presence there. It's funny, everybody knows how to use Facebook, but I just never was on it. So I really never learned and it's just not intuitive for me. So it's not a channel that we play in very much. Everyone here knows I'm like a cranky old lady. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm not on any social media. Like, so don't, no one's attached to any particular brands of social media where they can consume you they are happy to consume you or I am happy to consume you. And if the podcast is out by the time, if your podcast is out by the time this episode drops, you'll know that. Just send us over the link. So for you listening, we'll put that link to that podcast in the show notes when it does become available. It's fluid, but I we might get an episode or two out in 2022, but we'll, our big launch will be in 2023. All right. Something to look forward to, you podcast listeners. Any last words of wisdom or last idea that you want to leave our listeners with? I think just hearing you say that a lot of your listeners are women. Women are just so magical in this world and carry so much. And my wish is that all the women that listen to this podcast, know 
that they have so much magic inside of them. And if I could ask them just to be brave and just to amplify their light a tiny bit, maybe it's a few extra smiles to strangers throughout their day. Maybe it's taking a leap into something they really, really want to do. Maybe it's going out on a great date, but be brave. And I truly have been living by this mantra from Glennon Doyle that I have borrowed. And it does work. The braver we get, the luckier we are, the more expansive our lives are. And so if you can give yourself one gift, I would suggest giving yourself the gift of bravery. Mm, That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Katie. And for you listening, go be brave and make space for magic and have a beautiful week. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Patty. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.